Pop quiz. What's an Olympic sport that makes good use of the built environment, reinvigorates public space, and brings people together? Well, it's not rugby or golf, in case you're wondering. It's skateboarding. What does skateboarding have to do with cities, you ask? Well, believe it or not, a little bit of everything. Which brings me to this episode's topic, the skate park. Skateboarding is a misunderstood sport that often gets falsely associated with causing antisocial behaviors and vandalism. And while studies show that this is not true, this prevailing misconception overshadows its ability to do the exact opposite, and so the benefits it can bring to cities and its communities are often overlooked by the rest of society and some city builders as well. Skateboarding is a sport that has a unique relationship to city space. You don't need huge facilities to enjoy it. You need a board, a helmet, and some well-paved continuous surface. In fact, many seasoned pros prefer the thrill of open city streets to contained skate parks. And as skaters turn handrails and stairs and benches into full-blown arenas, they actively reimagine what and who public spaces are for. If you have not noticed, spaces within a city are often designed to control activity through it or within it, in many obvious ways like traffic signs and no loitering signs, but also in more subtle ways, for most of us at least, in the form of defensive architecture that range on a spectrum of passive-aggressive, such as uncomfortably placed armrests on benches, to downright rude, as in spikes on public seating and other flat surfaces to stop homeless people, skateboarders, and sometimes just the public in general from using amenities and space overall. This is also sometimes integrated into the very fabric of the city, in the form of policies that purposefully make activities like skateboarding illegal outside of the designated zones and skate parks and prompting in part the rise of skate-friendly cities like Malmö, Sweden, and Hull in the UK, who have understood the sport's potential to reinvigorate public space and are actively trying to make their cities easier places to skateboard. This issue boils down to two key questions. One, who has the right to the city? And most importantly, number two, who has the right to use the spaces within it? Unfortunately, the answer to these questions sometimes don't include the perspective of children's teens or youth, and spaces for these age brackets are sometimes overlooked when cities are designed rather than actively included within it. I came across a journal recently that argued that this shouldn't be the case. It was referring to bringing playfulness back to European cities, but it presented an idea that I think would be interesting to explore in any city, anywhere. The author, Dr. John H. McKendrick, argued that cities should not just be playful with two L's, but playful with one as in two L's referring to having spaces specifically designed for play, like playgrounds, and one L, where the sense of play can be found throughout the city. I think that skate parks and skate-friendly city policies are just one part of this playful equation. Unfortunately, skate parks face a lot of pushback because some say that they invite delinquents and other types of unwelcoming activities. But I found that in several contexts that they have been used to do just the opposite. Skateboarding is an effective learning tool to teach creativity and contribute to positive youth development and cooperation. Skate parks help to create social capital, also known as the glue from shared experiences that binds people together and builds communities. Skateboarding is an excellent pastime that boosts physical and mental health for all ages. But most importantly, skate parks offer a welcoming space in an often unwelcoming city that's geared more towards moving people through space rather than bringing people together. Ultimately, skate parks are not the cause of these issues, but for many youth, they are the solution. 
Across the African continent, several groups have recognized the sport's potential and have developed programs that play a key role in diversifying the face of board sports by making them more accessible and using their benefits to build up their communities. The one that caught my eye the most was Surf Ghana in Accra. Initially because of the great visuals on Instagram, where I came across people who actually looked like me, doing some gravity-defying tricks on their boards, both on dry land and in the water, but mainly because I saw that they were fundraising to build a skate park of their own. I was lucky to get a chance to chat with Sandy, the founder of Surf Ghana, to learn more about the organization and their work and their efforts to build their city's first skate park. Let's tune in. So Surf Ghana is a collective that I founded uh, four years ago in 2016 and is a collective of surfer and skateboarder uh, based in Ghana. And the main goal is to empower the youth through surfing and skateboarding activities. And uh, so far, we've been able to teach Ghanaians in particular how to skate and surf. We create events. We try to team up with brands to create job opportunity uh, for the youth. Um, yeah, we try to work with uh, marginalized um, you know, people in Ghana. Uh, the youth uh, without of school, uh, unemployed, and we try to give them, you know, like strength, like self-confidence, self-esteem uh, through board sports. Yeah, it's a fantastic initiative. <laughs> I'm really a big fan of everything that you do. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about, I think, the greatly anticipated Freedom Skate Park, which I, I know before we talked, there wasn't this big announcement, and now there is with all the, uh, with the uh, like capsule, war capsule wardrobe that's coming out soon. So um, can you share a bit about, like, what inspired Surf Ghana to take on this project to start a skate park in Accra? Yeah, for sure. So to let you know, in Ghana, uh, unfortunately, uh, sport infrastructure uh, are still luxury. Uh, in Ghana, in East Africa in general, so there is no sport infrastructure. The second part is 57% of the population, uh, they're under 25 years old, you know, so there is a lot to do for the youth. And after that, there is no art, culture, um, program, entrepreneurship program for the youth also. So there is a lot to do, but in the same time, there is a new ecosystem to create because there is Olympic Games soon. Uh, uh, so I think it's a nice opportunity for Africa to, to highlight new, uh, new type of athletes. And I think it was uh, really interesting to work on, on skateboarding and surfing. Also, uh, there is a job opportunity. There is a new sport, sport ecosystem for, for the action sport industry, actually. Uh, I, mean, I mean, for example, you can be a sport coach, you can be a skate park builder, you can be a sport filmmaker, you know, a, a sport photographer. So there is new job that people don't know here, but it's really successful. And let's say that this, these are all the reasons why we ended up uh, working on this uh, freedom skate park because we feel like there is a need uh, to create a safe space for the youth to connect, to get inspiration, to practice sport, and in general to improve the well-being of the youth and also to, to get them enough self-confidence to be a better entrepreneur in, in their future, you know. So this skate park, it's beyond skateboarding, is um, is a co-working space, is a Wi-Fi cafe, uh, is a skate shop, you know, so 
there is a there is no place like this in Ghana. And actually, what is important is like we really imagine this place free. You know, most of the sport infrastructure in Ghana, you have to pay, or they belong to a school or private school. You know, so if you are out of school, you don't have access to sport infrastructure. So yeah, let's say that it's not it's not really easy, but uh, we have a great team on board. Uh, so for the skate park, I team up with Limbo Accra, with uh, an, um, a local architect uh, based in Accra, but also a team in Copenhagen. And uh, we team up to, to work efficiently on this project because, you know, urban space as our organization really needed to have um, a team, you know, who has knowledge and expertise in special, uh, special design, etc., so we are really happy to, to work with them. We also um, involve an uh, NGO uh, named Wonders Around the World who designed the skate park. We have skate park expect expertise and we work with the native here, all the skateboarders to, to create the, the skate park, to design it, uh, how, uh, what style, what type, according to what the, the skateboarder like here. And of course we involve brands uh, on board uh, Daily Paper and Off-White because uh, both of them, one of the founder uh, is uh, from Ghana. So I, I think for us, it was really interesting and important to involve the diaspora in this project. Uh, even if it's not, it's not the, the main sector like sports, I feel like uh, fashion industry uh, really love the skate culture in general. And I think uh, it's, it's now... It's now important also in Africa, and I pitched them just the project, and they're really in instantly. So uh, that's why I was really excited also because, like I mentioned, this main project is also to improve a black representation and be able today to create a project uh, that involves the diaspora, the native, uh, the skateboarders, brands, fashion industry, uh, and make this happen in Accra and launch a pop-up store for the first time in Accra before, before the global release online. It's a lot of effort. It's a new strategy. It's a modern vision. And I'm just happy to be part of it because this is what the youth want right now. Yeah, it's a, a fantastic project. Um, I just wanted to go back to what you mentioned before, because um, in my own research, I've read that the, the most impactful skate parks and I guess really urban, infra urban infrastructure or urban structures in general are those that are designed not only with the community in mind, but included within the process. So can you explain a bit more about that like uh, community or local design process that you went through in creating the skate park? Yeah, for sure. So we did first, uh, we created a WhatsApp group with all the skateboarders to talk about skateboarding, what they like. So we did a benchmark. So I asked them, okay, so which skate park is your dream skate park? You know, like, <laughs> and they, they make some research, all of us, all of them um, on Google, you know, uh, you know, through their experience, through the, the connection that they have all around the world. And we share some design. After that, we connect to the organization Wonders Around the World and Limbo Accra, uh, according to the size that we have. And we explained that, you know, in skateboarding, we have different types of skateboarding. People love bull. Uh, other people, they love um, street skateboarding. Other people, they love uh, ramp. So we're trying to find a compromise between what they like, but what they would love to learn, you know. 
And according also to the level, when you do a skate park, you, you take in consideration the level of skateboarders. So for example, in Accra, we have more beginner than in, you know, advanced level, you know, but in the same time. So that's why we need to have a skate park uh, that can really uh, be efficient for skate lesson, you know, for beginner, but in the same times, as an intermediate level, you, you can improve yourself, you can, you know, practice a high level of skateboarding to maybe be part of other competition. And we can also host competition, international competition. So we have to think about all of this. And also we, we work actively with, um, with Wonders Around the World, we suggest design. And Wonders Around the World is already an organization who, who do social skateboarding projects. Like, like this one, actually. And they did one in Tanzania. They, did, they are doing one in Bangladesh right now. And the idea is to uh, find maybe 10 persons really expert in skateboarding uh, construction and skateboard construction and um, send them to a country, but also create a workshop where all the natives from here, they're going to join this group and they're going to learn and after that, the idea is to be independent, you see? So it's really sustainable. It's not like we ask people to come, they do the volunteer program and blah, blah, blah. No, it's not that. It's like, it's really a collaboration between Ghanaian, between uh, the, the association. And after that, the main goal is to be able, uh, even for our collective, to, to create all the skate park uh, in Kumasi, Takarai, all the town in, in Ghana, you know, and even in other country, uh, maybe Ivory Coast or, uh, Togo, you see, so it's really an amazing process. Uh, I call it a design thinking process where everybody is involved. Uh, we do so, we are like WhatsApp group, Zoom call, uh, we listen to everybody, we try, we do a lot of test and learn, you know, like uh, it's, it's a nice conversation actually. And let's say that it's, it's um, we, we drop a draft, but we also understand that there is material available on site, you know, in Ghana that are different from other countries. So we will also adapt. So that's also, I think it's really important now to be flexible and understand that the vision is different for every country, every skateboarders, and they took it in consideration. And that's why it was really, really amazing. And if you see in the skate park, you're gonna see a, a symbol of Adjimkwa symbol which is uh, really uh, important for the skateboarders. It means freedom, it means emancipation, and it's in the center of the skate park. It's, it's like, it's a manual pad, but it has a shape of, uh, of, uh, of the Adjunkwa symbol. So for us, it's uh, also to say that this skate park is unique, is it's for Ghana. And everyone in the world, you know, when you are skateboarders, you just want to experience every new skate park as a new page, you know, like a blank page, you see, so, it's nice now that we, we think about it, even in the, the project, like when you design it to say like, we want something unique, even if it's a collaborative project, even if it's a volunteer project, we also want to put design and, you know, like, so I was really, I'm, I'm still excited about it to be honest, but this first part of designing and the collaboration was really uh, successful. And uh, I can't wait to start building it actually. Me neither. <laughs> I saw like the designs and I've been watching so many videos and it looks so cool. Like I, as soon as this quarantine is over, I want to come and visit when it's ready. <laughs> yeah, I invited, you know, in, in Accra, we have a skate house. So this is uh, where I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking to you actually. 
and uh, it's open to every tourist who wants to come and join. So we have a room and 50% of the benefits uh, of this Airbnb uh, is connected to the community. So as soon as you stay, you invest in skateboarding, you support the skateboarders, we buy equipment, trip, etc. So you know what you have to do next time. I'm already, <laughs> I'm already ready. <laughs> um, that's great. Um, so my next question, I guess, so I know a lot of your work is about breaking down barriers, like you mentioned in terms of like, um, like whether that's ensuring a sports infrastructure and amenities are more accessible to people of the different socioeconomic backgrounds, but also making the image of sports sports more uh, inclusive and diverse. And then one of the ways uh, that I read that you've done this is through um, uh, the Skate Gal Club, which I know that you're also fundraising for. So can you share a bit more yeah. about this project and what are its goals? Of course. So for the past four years, I noticed that the girls were coming, but just like, you know, to support the guys. And I was really frustrated, even as a woman, as the founder, I was like, why the girl doesn't want to try, you know? So I studied the market, I studied in Europe, in US, how people managed to bring on board women. And I found out that it was a simple way to do it. It was to create a woman-only session. And I think it, it works pretty well. So we launched it like uh, in June to celebrate the World Skateboarding Day, actually. And for the first edition, we have like more than 60, 60 women coming at the event just to try skateboarding. I was like, wow, what, what, what's that? Like, <laughs> I was being surprised and uh, it was amazing. And the idea of the Skateboard Club is, was more to, to connect women, um, you know, girls and have uh, uh, a moment, you know, a moment during the week, during the month to say, ah, I can breathe, you know, just like to rest, to talk, to feel free to to talk, uh, uh, to, to, to practice skateboarding also without being judged or mocked. Let's say that guys make a lot of jokes, but sometimes it's really annoying, you know, so we feel like just start with beginner also because, you know, for girls it's really new so when you have like a small space to practice skateboarding you don't have a lot of time to learn and people are sometimes impatient so it's really nice to have a space where all the girls they can take the time nobody judge them and also what i noticed with women is like they really needed to to have uh, a moment just for them you know to connect to each other so let's say that this, this project is, is, a, is a free monthly meetup where the girls can, can connect and get inspiration, can dance, can skate, can laugh, you know, can, can work together. Also, we have a lot of, we involve also a lot of art workshop. I think it's nice, you know, to, to breathe, uh, just to, to have, a, you know, a quiet moment where you can think about all the things that you've done so far and maybe get inspiration from other women, other entrepreneurs, you know, because there is a lot of women entrepreneurs in Africa in general. And I think this moment for them is also to relax and connect to each other. And so we organized like tie and dye workshop, gardening uh, class, uh, you know, it was really, really cool. And um, we stopped that, unfortunately, during the COVID-19 uh, this year. But let's say that 2021, I hope uh, we're going we're gonna to be able to do it again because it was an amazing experience. And um, I feel like women, they don't really like competition in general. They just, they just want to chill. They just want to, 
to rest. You know, here they work hard already. They have to take care of the family. Uh, the religion is really important here. So, you know, like you need to respect rules, you know, they have a role model already. So uh, let's say that to have like this particular meetup every month was was a way to escape a little bit, you know. So I feel like it was a, it was a successful initiative. And um, let's say that it's really encouraging for the for the future, just to see women practicing sport and you know show them as they get self confidence actually because men are looking at them like where are you going what are you doing you know like <laughs> so I'm I'm really happy to be part of uh, this initiative and uh, let's say that it's good for the future we got a lot of interest press release. But also in Ghana, people want to support. We have parents who say, yeah, we want to cook. We want to buy the materials. We want uh, to help you to find a space. So what is really funny with this project is at the moment, because the, the main idea was to create a safe space, I have also to find a place, you know? So at the moment, we find houses. So it's just houses of people. And they give us to for the afternoon, you see, from 12 to 6. And we can just uh, invite all the women in Ghana to come and join. And it's like, that that's why the moment is really private, you know, like feel like it's intimate and then I really, really like it. So yeah, let, let's, it's really organic. It's not like huge for now, but I really like it that way because we can really have great and deep conversation about any topic and they feel free, you know, and they can come as they are, no makeup, just jeans, sneakers. You know, and I think in Ghana, you have a lot of pressure as a woman. You need to be perfect. You need the perfect wife. You need, you need to study everything. But when you're scared, you're not just like, okay, it's just me, myself, and I, you know, like, and uh, I feel like it's, it's, it's really, it's really important. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great initiative. It's just funny because um, this summer during the quarantine, we, we turned out we had a little skateboard somewhere in the back of our closet and me and my sister went out and we started practicing and I see what you're saying in terms of um, sometimes that fear of like judgment of going out like when I first started I would go to like the neighborhood um, we have like a number of schools in my neighborhood so I just went to one of the parks and I was like in the corner in the back and then when I got more confidence is when I actually started going in front of other people so I can understand that need and then also that pressure from people like watching you so that's a really good idea. Thank you. I appreciate it. So you are invited the same way. I'm waiting for you for the next edition. So my next question is, what would you say is Surf Ghana's greatest impact on the community? And I guess on youth in particular, since you have that uh, special focus on empowering them. Let's say that for me is Black representation, African representation in action sports. Uh, When we started, there there were like no like Instagram account to talk about action sport for black people actually. And I was really, I was, I don't know, I was, I was feeling bad about it, you know, and I wanted to create this Instagram account first to show to Ghanaian or even African or even black people that they can definitely practice action sports. It's just like nobody represent them in advertising, in any, you know, any, anywhere you can't see them, you can't see them first, so they assume that it's not for them, actually. So that's why I also show to people that if you tell their story, you, you create content with Black people, naturally Black people is going to get interested too. That's why people love skateboarding and surfing in Ghana now. But maybe in the past, it was more for the elite, for the diaspora, for the, for the white, you know. But I think now it's really changing. And 
Surf Ghana is, is more than an NGO right now. Let's say that it's like in, even a brand, like the kids, like the youth, they really love the brand. They want to join the collective. And I think what is new also, uh, besides like African representation, it's also the collective, you know? When we started the project, it was already a collective. We have so, if you pay attention to the new group, music, uh, women, everybody is a collective right now. And I think that's that's really new for people now. But when we started, it was different. It was different the way we think the organization. It was not like, okay, you have a leader from abroad who tell you what you have to do. No, I tell them straight, it's still the beginning that this project belongs to them. And because of that, everybody in the project is responsible for a task. So you have filmmaker, you have photographer, you're gonna have shaper, you're gonna have like writer, you're gonna have like uh, uh, event manager, you're gonna have people who do the logistics, you're gonna have someone who's coach, you know? So it's so cool, it's so cool. And that's why it's also interesting because the next step was to say, okay, now we have everything in house. So when the brands try to reach us and say, okay, what do you want? Uh, can you create content for us? They don't need to bring their, their team. We have everything in house. So we try to create job opportunity for the skateboarders, you know? And that's, that's really new, actually. Because in the past, people think, oh, NGO, okay, we just give you some t shirts and sneakers and skate lessons, and that's fine. But now I'm trying to explain that we are trying to create an ecosystem, a virtuous ecosystem, which is totally different. It's really sustainable because they can, they can skate, but they can also make money from skateboarding like every, every other country. And I think in the mindset of people, they were saying, oh, in Africa, it's new. So we just, they're just gonna skate, it's nice. They improve their well-being. But for me, job opportunities are really important in, in Ghana. So, so the collective is really strong. It's like it's a second family, but it's also teach um african Ghanaian to work together and it's something really new because in the past it was like really like okay i'm doing my thing you're doing your thing and uh i wish you good luck you know like but now it's more like okay now we are a group of 50 50 50 person work together and we understand that is the best way to connect with the world actually because people don't want to support just one person they they assume with the collective that they can support maybe 50 percent in one time and they see the value of collaboration you know and i see this project is also to to show african as equal human to compare to you know in other narrative you know like so if you pay attention to the website to the to the instagram account um we really pay attention to the aestheticism to art to Create, creating content in general. So we don't post every day, but what we post is unique, is original content, and is refreshing, is nice, and everybody can, nobody can assume that it's in Africa. They just assume that, oh, that's cool, you know, like, and this is exactly what we wanted to say. We are tired to just, you know, to see people say, oh, we're just gonna help. No, we want, like I say all the time, we want people to invest in the project. We don't want donors anymore. We want people to invest. You see, so it's another mindset. It's another narrative, and I, and I'm and I'm totally in love with this narrative. And I can't I can't convince everybody, but the people that I convince, like Daily Paper and Off White, I'm, I'm I'm just happy about it because for me they are amazing powerhouses. And if they understand, I think the whole world's gonna understand in a few years. But you know, it takes time. I'm passionate, but 
I feel like it's a good start. It was definitely a great start. So um, on that note, how do you see uh, Surf Ghana evolving from here? So um, let's say that sport infrastructure is, is already like a, a good movement, a, a good way to evolve. We want to develop also uh, skate houses because um, skate houses is like a guest house everywhere in Africa where you, you develop sustainable tourism, you connect to the community and at the same time you, you, develop, um, you develop tourism. So yeah, I really like this idea. Also, uh, we want to develop other sports. I can't tell you about it, but let's say that there is more sport that we want to, to bring. And also, we would like to, to be able to, to do more in West Africa, not only in Ghana. We imagine to work in Ivory Coast, Lome, Nigeria, and to connect with other countries like in East Africa, South Africa, etc. So yeah, the main idea for, for South Ghana is to create like I mentioned, a virtuous ecosystem where we can connect um, African skateboarders, African surfers together. We can create content. We can create a new space uh, uh, for the use, you know, sustainable uh, space for the use. And we can also develop uh, sustainable tourism. That's fantastic. And um, you touched on it a little bit when you answered the last question, but how can people like support and really get involved with your work? Yeah. So on the 15th of January, uh, they can go on dailypaperclosing.com and they can buy the collection, the capsule collection, and directly all the benefits, all the proceeds go to the skate park. So that, that's just amazing if they can do that. On the same time, we're going to launch a Kickstarter campaign where people can buy stickers, T-shirts, uh like uh, skateboards deck everything and yeah we're gonna we're gonna manage it so it's gonna help us to to fundraise the skate park after that uh, they can follow our adventure on the on instagram uh, give, give us some love like sharing convince other friends to come to ghana you know skate with us surfing with us that's that's already cool you know like we appreciate any support right now and just having this conversation with you is already amazing. So let's say that, yeah, any, 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 any like, any comment, any sharing, any support is, is appreciated. And yeah, this, this is the community. This, this project is, is, is for the community by the community. Fantastic. Um, so how long will the capsule wardrobe be open? Like, is there like a deadline for the, for the camp, for that campaign? I'm going to say first arrive, first serve. Okay. <laughs> I see. Uh, just to let you know, uh, in Accra, it was sold out in two weeks. Uh, but it was Accra, and we didn't even expect that in Accra we're going to get the support. But after Sarkozy, like, Whiskey, Stoneboy, like, so many artists uh, came to support. Like, we, um, we assumed that... Uh, uh, we're going to have like maybe, you know, a sold out in, in <laughs> online, maybe in few, in few days. So that's why we also planned the Kickstarter campaign uh, to make sure that people who can't, uh, can't manage to, to get the t-shirt from uh, the collaboration, they can, they can still support us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's great. And then last question really quickly <laughs> before I let you go, what does a, a skate friendly city uh, look like to you? Specifically in Accra, what would that look like to you? Okay, a skate friendly is like um, it's a, it's a city 
where um, all the public space authorized skateboarding, maybe, you know, different hours, etc. public space, because for me, skateboarding give life to public space, actually. If you pay attention, skateboarders love using abandoned space, you know, people who are not really used, you know, so it could be theater, it could be hospital sometimes, you know, it's totally abandoned or feeding station or stuff like this, but we will really appreciate that, that they make the effort to accept skateboarders in public space where you have a smooth ground and nobody uses it and there is nothing happening in your place. After that, let's say that having a skate park is 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 nice in every in every city because it reduces uh, violence, uh, drug use, you know, so it's just like, it's really important for the well-being we need to remember that the life expectancy in Africa is 20 years less than in Europe or US. So yeah, it's really important to have in mind that here the life expectancy is maximum 62 years old to compare to other country. So yeah, I think friendly for me is that is just accept the skateboarders to skate everywhere or at least public space, give us authorization, having a skate park and you know, help us to create sport infrastructure, skate shop, and maybe authorize maybe um, association like us to work with universities, school, and help us to create federation to organize and structure better the program of skateboarding. Because the more we we get, you know, policies and rules and everything, the more we 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 make we create a safe space actually to to skate. And this is how we're going to grow the community and because we're going to educate people how to skate, you know, how to practice um, the, the best way of skateboarding, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. That's fantastic. I mean, it's so great to see the community that you have created both in Accra, but across the diaspora as well, and how people have really rallied together for this cause. So great job. I mean, I'm really, really happy also to, you know, to, to share this project because I'm passionate. Um, and let's say that we need more people. And I think this new generation, I think we really understand that now it's not return on investments, it's really return on society. Every project that you, you want to do, just try to do it, keep pushing. If you want to save, help like 50%, just do it, you know, just make it happen. And that's why I love also social media because I'm trying to explain to people that this project happened just with Instagram account, you know, like we create everything from scratch. We don't have network, we don't have money. Uh, it was just passion, storytelling, like uh, I, I, iPhone, you know, like that's it, you know. So everything happened after that. So I'm just, I'm just encouraging all the people who listen to your podcast that they can really do what they want. Uh, now we just need courage, contacting people, be, you know, hard work, like trying to create hard work, like create content and stuff. And if you are doing a great job people are people are checking your work you know from everywhere so now now it's not like big brand and you know small organization this collaboration show also that inspiration comes from everywhere and that's why we don't need to be shy about you know doing our own project like you can convince anyone if you had asked me a few years ago what comes to mind when i hear the word skateboarder i would answer white male Tony Hawk, Avril Lavigne, but now I think diverse, braids, powerful, misunderstood, and inclusive. And I hope it is for you too. And if it's not, 
well, at least I hope you'll be a part of helping and not stopping the sport from coming to a city near you. Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure to visit www.surfghana.org for more about the organization and how you can support their work. For this episode's show notes and other resources, make sure to visit www.urbanlimitrophe.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and follow the podcast on Instagram to stay up to date and stay tuned for new episodes coming your way. Until next time.